Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to Stratford Paddock. This is the Paddock podcast. It's actually the Devil's Podcast these the days, isn't podcast. it? Bloody I was going to say. Kicked him out. Come on, um, I'm joined today by Alex. You all right? Yeah. Yeah, good man. Ronaldo, how are you doing? I'm good man. Eating your Harry Bows. I'm hungry. Which That's Harry Bow was that? Which which shape? Um, Do you remember? Star mix, but that was a heart. That was a heart with a foam. Love, love yeah. the foam. And Freddie Quinn. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Back on the podcast. Back on the podcast. Second week running. Regular feature. Back to oh, back. Special. How is everyone ticket. today? Then we're, we're, we're going to be talking to start with a little bit about this Gareth Bale situation that seems to be unfolding, whether we like it or not. Um, man United may be looking at Gareth Bale. Um, as an option as a loan on the right-hand right side instead of Jaden Sancho, who looks like he may have gone a bit cold in terms of a transfer. Um, it's looking as though Bale's up for it, despite we'll seemingly not caring about football for the last two years. I'll go to you first, Ronaldo. Is this Morning. absolutely insane or what? Or do you, like, we've, we've said there the title, is Bale Sancho's 2.0? Is it insane or? Well, that's it's what like now, but, now, but obviously a question to a question, but... It's like <laughs> yeah, you're getting like, Richie no, on me now, aren't you? It's like, <laughs> what tenant? No, not the last. No, but it's like um, the Dean Maria Falcao all over Is again. It really, it's similar. It's like you've got it's kind of the same status level, but obviously it's a man that's been out of favour for quite a while at Real Madrid. And if he actually cares about football and wants to ignite his career, why would he not want to come to United? That's yeah, how I see it. Dean Maria was wasn't he 27 when we bought him, and he'd just come off being the man of the match in the Champions League final. Gareth Bale has hardly played for 18 months. But Falcao came when the his knee basically exploded. Like, <laughs> after, he did. He had no that. knees. He did. Yeah. Yeah. His no knee knees. exploded and then he came to United. Yeah. What do you think, Freddie? Gareth Bale. The yeah. best you can say about it is it's a gamble. Yeah. So at best, it's a gamble. At yeah. best, look, if, if we get the Gareth Bale of five years ago, or even the Gareth Bale of three years ago, mm. he's going to come straight into United's team and he's going to improve him for the better. And I think... Short term, it's an option. Mm. But this is a guy that's barely played football in two years. Mm. You can't just... <laughs> Look, so much has been put into changing the culture at United, getting rid of the mercenaries, getting rid of the people that are just there for the paycheck and getting young, hungry players in. That's That's been the absolute bedrock of everything we've been doing for at least two years. Mm. So why are we even linked with him? Yeah. Unless it's unless it's trying to put a bit of pressure on Dortmund, who I imagine don't give the tiniest of shits. <laughs> Maybe one tiny little like a little rabbit poo. Not even that, you don't think. Like a, t a small, oh, yeah, like one of the ones where you have like a mouse turd. poo and you're like, turtle. is that even poo or is it just like Look, old yeah. rice? If 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 you <laughs> had to put Sancho and Bale next to each other right now and say who's a better player, what what would you all say? But, Sancho. 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 Sancho, it's, it's yeah. without question. Isn't yeah. it? At this point. Now, if you had to say point, who's a better player, Sancho or Prime Bale, then probably Prime Bale. Prime Bale. Prime Bale. Yeah. We've seen it. But We've seen him do it in a Prime. You yeah. don't know yeah. what but you don't know what Prime Sancho is gonna look like. That's true. This yeah. is it. So I don't get why we would even consider a thirty one year old player who hasn't played regular football in two years, no. who quite clearly 
is picking up paychecks at this point because otherwise he'd have moved a, a lot earlier. What, what's going to happen next season? What's going to happen if, well, if we loan him for a season? If he's good, then what's going to happen? Yeah, do we take him on full time? Well, Alex, we brought you on because you're a golfer like Gareth right. Bale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, no, no. I, I, so from your sort of inside, inside knowledge of the links, as yep, they say, go on. the links effect, which is clearly taking effect on Gareth Bale. What what are your thoughts on this? Obviously, not really about golf, but you know no. what I mean. My my thoughts on Bale is that if we're not going to get Sancho, which is really not looking like likely now, I think we need to get another forward player of some description for next season because I think if we go into next season with the f- five we've got which is Greenwood, Igalo, Martial, Rashford, Dan James, I think we're sure at least one. Yeah. I think we need someone. I think if Bale could come in and do that, and I think that United have to be the ones that come in and go, right, number one, you aren't going to be our be- best player player for a year. That's the first thing. You are going to be on, we'll match De Gea's wages if you're going to come in at most. You know, That's what you're going to get paid. And it's for 12 months, and then you're gone. That's it. There's no, it doesn't matter how good you are, you're gone. You're going back to Madrid, we're not upping your wages, nothing. Because that was the thing with San- you know, we've mentioned Sanchez, that Sanchez came in and he was on too much money. He mm. broke everything and there was no way of getting out of it. If we have in, it's 12 months, he's coming in, he's playing, gives an option and then off you go. I think there's a possibility it could be. Well, so with a loan though, isn't it normally like kind of an agreement between the two teams on how they kind of do the wage structure? So it's not like United yeah. are going to take on the the burden on his whole wage. No, no. It's obviously going to be probably a split agreement between the two. So I don't know if it's going to be that much of a detrimental well, effect financially. But, but, but then the, th- the thing with Bale is, even when he was yeah. on form, he was still injury prone. Like his mm, whole time yeah. at Madrid, he's missed a lot of games every season through injury or maybe one season where he played 30, 40 games. But even Gareth Bale with full intensity, full, eff- full effort, full energy, who hasn't had years of injuries taking his, the toll on his body, even then he gets injured all the time, let alone a slower version of Gareth Bale, who clearly has had his head turned by things other than football, who doesn't seem arsed anymore, who's won three Champions Leagues, who doesn't need to prove himself, and he's earning 600 grand a week at Real Madrid. What, what mindset is that to sort of overcome in, what, Five days. Well, you know I mean, we, United stop. He's not. He hasn't got the luxury of a long preseason to get in the zone, to get in the team spirit. You mentioned about Solskjaer trying to get rid of mercenaries. This is literally. Acquiring. He one. is <laughs> the mercenary meme of Europe at the moment, Gareth Bale, isn't he? He oh, is totally. literally the yeah. golf, uh, Wales golf, Real Madrid in that order. So now, now is it Real, Wales golf, Man United in that order? I I thought about this for a little while myself. And to begin with, I was like you, Alex, in that I thought that maybe if we add him for a year, then it's a stopgap, and it it, it does add quality. He does add quality to that team for a year. But if you think about it more long-term, all we're doing is delaying a problem until next year. Yeah. Because next year, we're going to go back into San... In, in for Sancho. Back into he's, Sancho. He's back into Sancho. <laughs> just just back in. Back, Dive in. Back grab in. What a porn film Pinch. that'd be. Um, back <laughs> into <laughs> Sancho. 2021. <laughs> back into Sancho. A bit too progressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so... So... Uh, all that's happening is, yeah. is we're delaying this problem a year. Sancho's price is going to increase and more teams are going to be in for yeah. him. And also, Real Madrid will have had Bale's wages off their books for a year so they'll be able to afford it. Exactly. We're just <laughs> giving then, another team you know, an option at, to buy our player. For example, look at Liverpool. Salah will be 30 by that time. They'll want to replace him. Yeah. We're, we're, we're just giving ourselves a year. We're giving everyone time mm. to get in for someone who is going to be one of the best players in the world if not already is mm. it's insane to me yeah we're, we're, we're in a sinking ship and we're mm. plugging it with one of our fingers yeah plugging it's it with the plug- rubber end of a golf club now what's what we're doing <laughs> as you said though it's inevitable that next season it's going to be if Sancho kind of continues the form that he should do mm. obviously in that league how yeah, yeah. Barca like attacking and yeah. do you think is, no, and it suits him. It's just gonna be. It's a. It's a bidding war waiting to happen. Barcelona will look, might well have yeah. got their shit together by then. Real Madrid might yeah. have money to spend again by then because yeah. they went. What was it? Three hundred odd million they spent last summer. Next summer they might have one hundred and fifty available. PSG might have sold Neymar by then and and have money available. City, Chelsea, Liverpool. Like at the minute, it seems it's United or Dortmund. Yeah, we won't have that luxury. If in Barcelona came in. It is is trouble. Because I remember like hearing a little bit that he would. He would look inside knowledge Barca. from Ronaldo. Now, but saying Barca would be f- <laughs> now Bar- say no more, oh, mate. Oh. Now Barca would interest him, but obviously Barca haven't really gone in for him. But if no. Barcelona do come knocking, you're not gonna because exactly the, say no. 
the thing is, is he's he's a right winger, isn't he? And yeah. right now they've got Messi in that position, and Lord knows they don't need to piss him off anymore than they he's already going, have done. He's exactly. But if he goes next, I, I just, for me personally, if we're this yeah. ambitious club that we should be, that we pretend to be. We pretend to be. We can do things in the transfer market that other clubs can only dream of. Oh, I believe was but, a quote but, from Ed Woodward. The, the crazy thing is, is right now we have a free run at a hundred million pound player that would walk straight into our team, be yeah. our number seven, and quite probably be the best, you know, maybe our best one, of the, maybe one best of the best player. players in the world for the next 10 years, right? It, it should be a no-brainer for us. Yeah. Unless, it should be a no-brainer. Is there a possibility that we just don't have the money? Is there any way that we can conceive of that but notion that Dortmund, we just don't have 120 Dortmund million to spend? Dortmund have said that they are happy to take it in instalments. Have they? What they don't want to... I feel, I feel like, like the whole time they've been saying that they're not happy to do that. No, they're happy to go like 40 million this season, 50 million the next season. What they're not happy to do is, oh, add-ons, you know, like this mm. fucking 20 million if you win the Ballon d'Or bullshit that mm. United try pulling yeah. all the time. So they got with Martial, which has probably worked out in the end with, with Martial, but... I don't yeah. know. Just, yeah. I think, Surely we've got Do you think as well that United are a little bit? Every, they are using the COVID thing a little bit and saying that the money's just not there. And in twelve months' time, everyone's saying yes, they're going to be back into it. But United might be in a better position to go. We've got the money now. But I know everyone else is as well. I know. Nah, United definitely do have the money. I just feel like it's. I just saw that graph. I don't think you want to spend in the last few days. The yeah. How much money has been spent by owners or taken out of the club by owners? I'm sure everyone's seen it. Yeah. If you haven't, United are at the bottom of the list in the Premier League. We're one of, I think, five clubs whose owners have actually taken money out of their club, and it's around it £90 million in the last five years. Yeah. Whereas you look at Chelsea, Abramovich has spent £440 million. I think Everton were second with £299 million. Yeah. First of all, how Everton haven't failed. Uh, financial fair play because <laughs> yeah, they ain't that, making no fucking money they do at it, all. I feel like where are they getting I feel, their like, money from? I feel like they've done it the past three summers yeah, where they went on board. Yeah. They went and bought like three like they spent fifty million things. on Sigurdsson like four years ago. They, How are they getting money? Where, 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 <laughs> where they get money from? With blue shirts it, on. It's Liverpool. And they spent three hundred million quid in the dodgy last five stuff years. Going on there, isn't it? It's, it is dodgy. That's Someone needs to look at them. Chelsea have had a transfer ban in that time, and they've only spent about hundred and twenty million more than Everton, who have won. And Everton went and went for Chelsea at least won the Europa League last season or the season before <laughs> Everton have like flailing around mid-table spending Real Madrid money but they spend it on dog shit it's as well the, don't yeah, they so like Alex yeah. Awobi nah, <laughs> it's like what that's what you went you went very X Factor there you know Mina nah Mina how much imagine if that was how they announced that Luca Dean <laughs> Gladiator's ready. But, nah, but <laughs> how much did he sign Richarlison for? Richarlison was like. Was he like mil? 50 mil as yeah. well? He's like. He's class though. He's, like good. he's good though. Can't, lie. can't good finish player. for shit though. No. no. Did you see him against Spurs? Should we talk oh, a little bit? Yeah. We'll talk a bit about yeah. the games. Um, get your comments in as well. Cam will be bringing some comments up on the screen. Uh, what horribles. do you think to Gareth Bale? Do you think he will just be a Sanchez 2.0? Or is there enough of a player left for us to take him for a season? Let us know what you think and it, it, we'll get those up on the screen in a minute. But let's talk a little bit about. The Premier League this season, obviously, I mean, Ronaldo's hungry and he's just crackling a big bag of sweets around like Augustus Gloop over there in the corner. <laughs> Do you know what? Um, if there was one of us out of us four that was going to be eating a bag of Haribo, then you wouldn't expect it to be the football player. We ate our Haribo before we were Whereas he just had to have it now. Um, a lot of games played this weekend. Am I the only one who, like last week leading up to these games... It felt there was no fanfare, no excitement, no build-up to the season at all. And it just sort of happened on Saturday, like 12.30, oh, Arsenal are playing. It sort of crept up it's out been, of nowhere. You know why? It's because in times past, obviously, the gap's obviously bigger between the end of the season to the start of the next. Mm. But it's, it's just like gap between it is usually non-eventful. Whereas life now is just... Carnage. Yeah. Carnage is always something happening. Yeah. So but also, teams like Arsenal and, um, you know, Fulham and these sorts of teams, they stopped playing it like mid-July they stopped playing like two months ago so sure which is a relatively you know it's not quite as long as usual mm. but it's not United stopped like three weeks ago most teams have had a lot longer than that Alex do you know about Beerhawk? 
A little bit, but not too much. Well, you should know a bit more because Beer Hawk is a craft beer shop and they do UK delivery to your doorstep with free delivery on orders over £50. Free? Yeah, free. Uh, they do loads of stuff. So they're the UK's leading online beer shop. They deliver the best craft beer available directly to your door. They've got over a thousand beers. And like I said, it's free delivery on any order over £50. Great for gifts, great for memberships. You earn beer tokens every time uh, you order. It's great as well because they've, they've got such a big stock, so many beers to choose from you can pick what's your favorite lager you can buy it or you can try something new every single time and literally never run out of beers we've got a little selection here we've got a lazy boy lager mr Houseman's a big Stephen Houseman's a big fan of that one yeah, we've got camden fan. hells which some of you might have had before but then there's a bit more obscure stuff you like what's that yeah, one the vocation brewery Yam- yakima pilsner yakima was, pilsner it's, it's nice it's and the fruity. great thing a great thing as well coming up uh this oktoberfest it's cancelled in real life i know you can't go out and Dance on tables and throw beer at people. Well, you can, but you just have to do it in your own home. Right, okay. Because to celebrate in the comfort of your own home with Beer Hawk's range of Oktoberfest beery packs, these are official Oktoberfest beers, and they come with a stand for that authentic touch. But the only problem is the cases are extremely limited. So get your Oktoberfest at home case now. Do you want to know something else, Alex? Go on. We Go love on. beer. We sat. We we like a beer, don't we? From time to time. Now and again. There's we nothing. No problems with that. Watch along now and again. But sometimes you think this beer delivery system isn't ideal. That's why Perfect Draft has been brought to you by Beerhawk, and it's the home of the beer pump dispenser, Perfect Draft. What is Perfect Draft? You don't what even is? know. Look at you. You got a face like a a disappointed coin perfect draft is the ultimate way to enjoy a pint at home the beer keg dispenser is able to pour the perfect pint why use perfect draft because it's the best way to enjoy a fresh chilled pub quality draft beer in your own home and you can choose from over 40 kegs that's more kegs than you've got yeah isn't it maybe one or two more it is yeah and after an unprecedented demand stock is now back available hugely popular during lockdown and they couldn't even keep up with demand over at beer hawk so make sure you get one now Perfect Draft, and this free delivery on Perfect Draft as well, which is absolutely sensational. Fantastic. So for the Perfect Draft machine to enjoy fresh, chilled, bar-quality draft beer in your own home, head to www.beerhawk.co.uk and use promo code UNITED to get 10% off your order. That is www.beerhawk.co.uk and offer code UNITED to get 10% off your order. But it just sort of came out of nowhere. We were talking before about the games we watched. You watched Arsenal-Fulham, didn't you? Yeah. Arsenal are going to win the league, aren't they? Are they not? Surely. If you went on Twitter, you no, would assume they were. Yeah, I, w- I watched the first hour or so of that game. And to be fair, when I was watching the start, Fulham were out playing them. In my eyes. Do you think? I thought Fulham were playing decent football to begin I with. I thought they were poor, man. But they looked a bit... I didn't think Arsenal looked that great when I was watching. But I, I don't think they needed to. I don't think they but, needed to get out of first gear. Nah, it but, was... For me, I, like, I look at that Fulham team and I think, ugh. Everyone's anti-Fulham all the yeah, time. But but if they'd the have league. put Mitrovic on to start with, who's just an absolute, he's just is an he, animal, isn't he? No, he's carrying a knock. He's carrying a knock. At least there's something there you go. They're just going to put up to him and just go near where Arsenal centre-halves are and just put But they had nothing, did they? They just like... Because I know, soft. as They're Arsenal, not that good at football. Yeah, Arsenal centre backs and just Arsenal the way they've been kind of soft centred for for years now. I feel like if they saw Mitrovic on the team sheet, they're a bit panicky. But well, do you know how really... they tried to sort of remedy that? Is that they stuck Xhaka yeah. um, and El Neni in the middle, and that is a tough tackling like centre yeah. mid. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I don't know. I saw in in Arsenal at the end of last season under Arteta. I saw a tougher, more resilient, more pressing, yeah. more hungry side. And it was only a glimpse, but it was something that I hadn't seen in an Arsenal team for a yes. decade. Mm. Not for years, not since Keown. Do you know what I mean? Like ages and ages, not since Keown and whenever, Adams and that. Whenever you think Arsenal, you think just a little bit soft. A yeah. little bit like if, if they're playing a bottom, bottom side or a side they should beat, but they're a little bit onto him, the other team, mm. a bit physical with them, then they just kind of... They don't rise that's... to the challenge. It's usually, I think, I'm watching Arsenal. I just think they could get beat by anyone on any day, or they could get, they could beat anyone on any like a bit of a tongue twister. Mm. They could <laughs> either beat anyone on their day, but they could also lose to absolutely anyone. Yeah, they're not, on that their feeling day. Like, that yeah. they're they're not hard to beat, 
unless they're hard to beat kind of thing. Like They can lose at any time, but they can also come to Old Trafford and beat United 3-1. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think they're going to miss out. I think they've not quite got enough depth-wise, especially at the back. I mean, they started, with, shit. they started with Hol- was it Holden, Gabriel yeah. and Tierney. Now, that's okay, but as soon as you drop one of them out, it is bringing also, we don't in know well, David Luiz. No, honest. it's not necessarily bringing in David Luiz because they've got William Saliba now. As oh, he's well, good as well. Isn't who it? looks like he's good. Kieran Tierney, I think, is a really good player. I'm not like sold that. on Tierney. Um, are you not? Everyone else seems to be, though, don't they? When I've watched, I'm not completely sold on Tierney. I don't see anything special about him. I think he looks months. better when he's. Because he was part of a back three with Maitland Niles on the left. Yeah. yeah. But Tierney, I think, is better when he plays in that wing back position when he's given license to go forward and get in the box more, mm. which I think wasn't yeah. really the case as they, much as he would have liked. They had Maitland Niles on some, like, Lampard. He was, going, he was making inside runs, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, I'm okay. sick of talking about Arsenal. Okay. Can we move on? Yeah, this shit. They're not going to win the league and this shit. Yeah. Uh, Maybe, did anyone yeah. watch Everton Spurs? Speaking of not going to win the league and shit. I've only seen the highlights. I was out. I, okay. watched, no, I watched it. Did you watch it? Go on. I watched it. I thought Everton looked pretty good. Mm. Tottenham just looked... They look late. Uh, Mourinho said United, it. didn't they, two years ago? Sadly, yeah. But they had. what's worrying with them is they have better players because I think if United if we had Mora, Son or Harry Kane I think they'd definitely get into our team I think mm. one of them would definitely get into our team I'm not, I think so all I'm, of them. I don't, I'm not convinced Mora would I think I'd put Mora on that right hand side for United if I they, would if, play him over Greenwood he doesn't get any goals I would play Greenwood I over I think Mora he's a good I think Kane or, he's a good option yeah, yeah, I think, for United up, yeah. and I think that three Kane, they look lazy Kane on the weekend proved exactly what I've always said good goal scorer lethal but when that he's like the team when Tottenham aren't really in the game or not or mm. not dominating, he just fades like Wait, literally because he's not he's not like, he's not he's not I think it's because of his he's not exactly mobile is he yeah. he's not he don't run channels he doesn't do um, like the extra bits it's literally he's a final third player mm. and if it don't happen for him you literally go the whole game without noticing yeah, it yeah if the team aren't yeah, getting the yeah. ball in up to that final third like I said is that, there's been a lot it's of games against Man, Man United where yeah. he's had like four touches he has and, like four touches and in our yeah. box and I'm stuff. surprised not, Mourinho yeah. didn't sign a centre midfielder because that Hoiberg looked really poor didn't that Hoiberg and how did he signed how, in how do you go how did, that's how he signed <laughs> how are Spurs do you go and sign Hoiberg and he goes straight and into he's your got like field? He's considering the players that he's... Tottenham have let go, not even like under Mourinho, like Dembele, I still don't know why they just let him go. He's a quality player. I mean, they let, let go of Ericsson, obviously, everyone's seen why they let go of Ericsson because he just really didn't want to be there anymore. But even players like Wanyama, surely they do a better job than what they were doing. They were so poor. So uh, the the, the Tottenham big midfield. problem for me with Spurs is I look at that team and to be honest, ever since Ericsson went completely off the boil, mm. I look at that team and I go, who's the creative player there? No. Who's going to make it happen? Deli Alley, maybe? No. Sometimes. But isn't re- doesn't really have a huge creative output. Quite hit and miss, isn't you it? look it's at Kane and Son and Mora, who are lethal players, but they're only really as good as the ammunition that they're being given, yeah, yeah. which is, and they don't get given any. No. And they they go and sign Hoiberg, <laughs> who is you know a tough tackling, yeah, robust player, but he's not going to get ten assists a season, no. is he? I think that's is, the is stats he, he had. Hoiberg's stats last season, he had the most recoveries or tackles. Yeah, I think there. he's and had the what, most tackles yeah. in the Premier League over the last three years. They said because because yeah. they compared it to Alan, who had. Uh, for Everton, who had the most tackles in Serie A in the previous three years yeah. as well, who I personally thought looked very good because that's the difference. Everton, I think, always look a bit soft in midfield. They, ha- they would have, you know, uh, Gomez or they'd have uh, Sigurdsson in there, people who are decent on the ball but don't want to get back. Yeah. Whereas now they've Decore. smacked Decore and Allen in behind those players. You've, you've still got uh, Andre Gomez there who can find people, and now you've got. Uh, James Rodriguez on the right. They look solid. They look man. much better to me. They look well balanced. Yeah, they look it's good balance to the team now. They just they? look really good. Also, I, I think the Sky Sports pundits and us generally, Rodriguez is a sort of player that everyone's sort of had their arm for about seven years. Especially United fans, we've been linked with him non-stop. Yeah. Alan's one of those players who the sort of hipster football fans have kind of always been like, you know, there's this guy in Italy who yeah. gets a lot of tackles in. Yeah. And I think they've got a team now full of players who, same with Ducore, everyone was like. There's this guy at Watford who would improve United's first team. I think they've got a, a team full of players that people like. So they were, it seemed as though, yeah. bef- even before the game, everyone was like, keep an eye out for this Everton team. They're going to be really good. And then they, they look quite good. And everyone was like, Ancelotti's cracked it. Where it's like, it's, it's one game. Come so, on. Well, to be honest with you, I, I, I really like the idea of mm. getting um, uh, James Rodriguez, giving him kind of free reign mm. and having 
two massive workhorses in Decore and Allen just behind him to do all the running yeah. and let um, uh, James Rodriguez have that creative license. We were speaking before about how there's some players that really have to, the only way that they really shine is when an entire team is built around them. Yeah. And once they are a cog in a machine of mm. other talented players, they kind of get a bit lost. And I feel like what Rodriguez needs is he needs to be the focal point, the absolute yeah. star, the which diamond he was for Colum- Which he was for Colombia. Yeah. That's what Sorry. made him yeah. when it, yeah. the World Cup unbelievable Do you know, a, a great example of that is Gilfie Sigurdsson. So you look at Gilfie Sigurdsson at Swansea, Swansea it was what a great yeah. player he was because Everything went through him. Mm. Every single every free kick, every corner. Exactly. He He moves over to Everton for fifty million. Stupid Everton. Gilfie Sigurdsson. That's that's (laughs) what they did to (laughs) announce him. Um, And so so, so he moves over to Goodison Park, and he looks at best average because Mm. he doesn't have that license now, where everything goes through him. And he needs that as a player. Rodriguez mm. will 100% get that at Everton. Yeah, he will. Because he's just a bigger name. He's it's going to be star. a no, he's, he's, I think he's better as well. He, look, he looked a well. quality above than, it, than the rest of them. I think they did yeah. a good thing yeah. by yeah. having that three in midfield with Gomez, Ducor and Allen and putting Rodriguez on the right. It's it, 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 a similar thing that we saw with Matter at United where because he's physically, we're not, they're not sure what, you know, how robust he is, how much he's going to turn the ball over, that sort of thing. If you, if you give the ball out on the right, they still have to sort of break and find the way to goal. Whereas if you give it away in the middle, it's a it's a much quicker tar, uh, path to goal. And so that's something that, that uh, Van Gaal did with Mata, putting him on the right-hand side. Because occasionally you get chucked off the ball and then there's a counter-attack against you down the middle of the pitch. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I think uh, doing it that way around, it, if Rodriguez loses it out on the right-hand side, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a more difficult path to goal for whoever the opposition is. So yeah, they look, they look much better to me. And, and Calvert-Lewin, Makes shitloads of runs in behind as well, so they'll probably be all right. But I kept thinking, watching Rodriguez go, though, thinking how different it would be if United had assigned him. Yeah, you know, there's, there's so many times we've been linked with him, and I kind of thought at one point, what did Everton get him for? Twenty-two million. Yeah, but it would have been fifty, sixty. He'd have come in, and everyone would have gone, "Oh my god, why isn't he the best player in the universe today?" And he. The, de- like, the expectations are just different. He's Everton, dead low with Everton, yeah. and I think that he'll, I think he'll do well there. I think he'll yeah. probably, but I think that's his level now. I don't think he's gonna, he's Everton. gonna move. That's his level. Everton. I don't Possibly, think he's yeah. also like twenty nine, isn't he? Twenty nine. I think if he goes mm. any high, if he tries it, United, if he went somewhere yeah. else, I just don't think he'd do it. I think there'd be too much pressure on him. And like you said, I don't think he's. I think he needs to be the star man. I don't yeah. think he'd be on the age else. thing. I don't think players nowadays age as fast you know like back in the day everyone said yeah. after yeah, 28 yeah, yeah. they're finished I think players they do, I, I, feel, I think players do keep their peak for a little bit longer now I have no yeah. idea look oh, at the likes of, yeah 100% yeah. 100% so, yeah, but I, don't, I don't think 29 is old anymore no as, you're as right like the players are playing 33 34 35 oh you Robin played played for Groningen at the weekend he's 36 yeah, Stanley Matthews yeah. played to lose 50 and that was people playing their 40s was much more common uh, well, in the Bam- 60s yeah, than yeah, yeah but the, the reason that Stanley Matthews played to was 50 yeah. in the 60s is because like, like the left back was having a fag at <laughs> half time and, <laughs> and he just <laughs> didn't have a fag that was yeah. it do you know what I mean like the centre back was about 22 stone and shit yeah I know but I think it's uh, rough, roughly similar. Um, we've got a comment here from Rashid saying, forget Sancho, sign Adama Traore. I, does anyone want that? I wouldn't mind that. Really? Not forget Sancho part, but though. But, he's, but Adama's a bit of a beast. The, he's, has he got the finesse and the... He's, he's good. And he, obviously he's, he improved he's, that he's quite a lot. He's a great dribbler and he's, he's very quick and those sorts of things. But does he have that the vision and the, the assisting ability that Sancho's got? The, the thing is, he gained that last season. He did, Adama he did a bit, but I don't think he's got... He ain't got that natural... Touch and quality, but and if he's improved, silkiness that Sancho's got though, has it? No, he hasn't. But I'm not saying it's not no, like know, one yeah. or the other. I'm just saying yeah. that Damantrari. But then again, like the same way that Alex said, you don't know whether Wolves might be Trari's level. Like he looks, yeah. the player he is playing for them. I think but. as well with the, all these, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about replacements, and, and like Traore is one of them that gets brought up all the time. And I think that this is why I'm sort of leaning towards the let's get a Bale or a Douglas Costa people have been talking about as well. If you can get someone on that level that's just going to do a year of this, yeah. it leaves the option to sign Sancho next summer. Like mm-hmm. I know that if we sign Adama Traore, which will probably cost us 70, 80 million because we're Manchester United. United. Mm-hmm. The, does that say we're never going to get Sancho? Because that's probably what United want to spend on Sancho right now with mm-hmm. add-ons and things like that. If we sign Adama Traore for 80 million, I think Sancho's done. I think I think that bit is sold. I think we move on to somewhere else. Mm. And I think I'd rather get someone 
a Bale. I said Douglas Costa would be another option where if you get him on loan, I think it'd be less wages than what Gareth Bale would be. Only would a little you bit. Really, Douglas Costa. Just somewhat. Not sold. Not sold on Douglas. I'm not at all. He's not been. He's not been not a, good for a, a while, no. player for a long Even time. Even then, when he was at Bayern, he was one of those players that. Everyone talked about how good he is, and I know this is a bit harsh to say, but some some people are more of a FIFA player than they are real life. He's player. a FIFA player. He's a FIFA 100%. player because he's got 96 pace and, five, and he's got five, five star, star skills. skills button, yeah. In real life, he's he's been a good player at his best, but he's not he's not been even at his best for a few years, as far as I can see. I don't, it just seems like a is 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 you know mm. like I said, he's, he's known for being very quick and skillful and not having the. Do you know what the problem is with United and obviously the status that we have? Yeah. When we're looking for signings, it always seems to be like it has to be a star marquee name. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a no go. David Brooks. For whatever reason. But we don't have enough of like finding them diamonds and a rough kind of players. Is that because where when you go for David Brooks, even though he's not him, he'd be 18 or 12 David, million. David Brooks. Oh. No, but I'm just saying, players who for any other club would cost 15 to 25 million, for United it's 40 million or fuck off. And then the that, other, does that make the it other, difficult yeah, to sign Then the other players. option is the diamond in the rough, which is Dan James. We've signed him, he cost us 15 million, great yeah. bargain. And Had an okay season, yeah. but now he's the worst footballer ever to grace the Premier yeah. League. Like there's, when you move to United, you get licensed to be slagged yeah. off. So if you don't get someone who's going to come in and go, I'm going to be the fucking best player. Straight away, hit the ground running. That's what I think that a Gareth Bale would do. If you don't do that, or you spend 120 million on a player, you're going to sp- sign someone for like Adama Traore for 80, mm. and the pressure's just going to be fucking hell. How tough's this for, you, for him? Well, and he could yeah, sign his ass. I agree with what you're saying, but I mm. think that touches into a wider point that all top level players. Mm need to have an elite mentality. Of course, yeah. They need to have yeah. that. And if you're playing for Man United, one of the biggest clubs in the world, you need to be able to deal with that level of pressure. Yeah. But the thing is, a lot of these traits that go with being at Man United, it's hard to exhibit those traits when you're playing for Leeds or for Hull. So you let them go from <laughs> Hull to Leicester and you see that Harry Maguire's got some of that mentality where he can put up with the pressure and the stress and then you buy him. So it's going to cost you more, but you gave them chance to flourish a little bit in, in that sort of intermediate level where you can say, actually, it looks like he's got he that. He's playing it. for England now. He's played a World Cup as England's sort of number one choice centre-back now. I think it's hard to buy players at that level and expect them to come straight in. Uh, Ryan John Mitchell there saying, forget Costa, forget Bale. No chance we get Sancho next season at all. He's optimistic. Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can it's tell he was optimistic. Shit. Just play, play with 10 players. You can tell he was optimistic. Yep. The way his name was... His name was in all caps. All caps. Yeah. Uh, Nate That's Jackson, United haven't paid 120 mil for the last two years. What makes you think we'll do it next year? I mean, they did when we got um, uh, Maguire and Wan-Bissaka. Mm. In a was that, that was two years ago? At the same time. That was last season, last summer. That was last summer. Yeah. Yeah. So they literally did it. So Lukaku. Lukaku sold Lukaku. Yeah. For yeah, 80. But, but for 80. nevertheless, if you're yeah. doing it one season or two seasons ago... It's net spend, though, isn't it? United have the money. Yeah, we're a bit of a net spend shithouse team, aren't nah, we? I think 75 yeah. million net spend. Um, Reguilon, then, let's talk a little about him. Um, Fabrizio Romano has come out in the last hour and has said that talks progressing between Manchester United and Real Madrid to reach a total agreement on Sergio Reguilon. Uh, the two clubs are discussing buyback clause that United won't accept. Reguilon and his agents have positive feelings and he wants to join... We've talked a lot about Reguilon on this channel. Let's talk in speci- like specifically about this whole buyback clause, yes, no um, thing. Do you, do you accept the idea of a buyback clause? Do you maybe accept a bit more the idea of a first refusal, something like that? But obviously Real Madrid rating very highly if they want this buyback clause because they're thinking he could be a world-class player. Would you, say, would you be happy if United said, we're going to have to spend £45 million so that they'll, they won't pester us about this buyback clause? Or do you think there's a limit where United have to just go, again, we've got two players in this position, if they're trying to take the piss out of us, then we, we pull out? Or you just, we just need someone? Is it one of them where like Real Madrid are looking at it thinking, we like this player, we can see the potential in him, but yeah. he isn't for us now. So they don't mind selling him, but they just have that little bit of the mm. thing in the back of their heads where they think... But if he goes to United and then rips it up, mm. I want him back straight it's like away. Something like, imagine like yeah. James Garner. Yeah. Someone wanted to buy him. You, you, or someone who's very promising or uh, you know, someone wanted to buy Ted and Mengi or something. Where you think, we know that this guy could do it. But you're not sure, and it's yeah. like a bit... 
it's like a, just a safety net for Real Madrid. Yeah. That's why United are but quite against it. We're not here to it. be a yeah. safety net for other teams. Make the buyback yeah. call 100 million quid. Get any left back in the world for that. There you go. No, Don't. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> there get, shouldn't button, get Alexander Butner back. There shouldn't go. be. Fuck it out. I feel like that's the last left back. There shouldn't. So. Th- there yeah. shouldn't be any buyback clause for any player. Real Madrid try and pull sneaky shit like this all mm. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. There shouldn't be any buyback clause for two reasons. Number one. It, it, it shows, or it, it says, I think, that we are somehow a lower tier club than them mm. and that they can come back and take our players. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely not. We're one of the biggest clubs in the world. So are they. It's not a step down for Regulon and it shouldn't be painted as such. No. Number two, if we put in a buyback clause for them, what do we stand to gain no. from that? Because either he comes in and he's shit, in which case we've pissed away 30 million quid, or he becomes really good, in which case they'll take him off us and we'll have the same problem in mm. three years. And, and, <laughs> and also, the, the buyback clause thing is, like I said, if you're Crystal Palace and they put a 50 million buyback clause in, it works for you because you spent 30 million on a player, which is a lot of money for you, so, you know, but he looks really good. So let's hope he's really good. Then we get 50 million for him in two years. Yeah. It works for a team like that. But if you're Man United, we don't need what to do make, we stand to gain? We don't need to make money via... 15 million extra quid we get for him if we sell him back. We don't need to make money via selling players. No, no. So And also, if you look at Real Madrid at the moment, they went out and bought Mendy, who is meant to be their left back forever. They've mm. still got Marcelo, who's not that old. Yeah, 31. Right now, they don't need a third choice left back. No. They're just trying to play their cards in a way that will cover them in case Mendy turns shit and Regulon turns amazing, yeah. then they can get that mu- We don't need to pander to that shit. No, no we don't, man. But no, we uh, need someone, though. Uh, don't we? My May amateur. My amateur. Uh, if my we don't amateur. sign Sancho right now, we don't sign him a year from now. Post pandemic. Right now, we are currently the only one for him, so he's cheaper. Um, yeah. This. Yeah. Also, the 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 concept of next year being post pandemic. I was going to say. I'm very not, hopeful. I'm not sure next year. <laughs> like post-pandemic. in 2021, we, we, we even if we've got a vaccine that comes out tomorrow. Is it not true that we are still very much. In this whole world, for what the is the average? What is the average time span of a pandemic? It is like quite well, a few depends. years, and it usually. Well, but if it's one like this where you're waiting for a vaccine, it can be a very long time. The same, possibly 2024. You know. Yeah. So the idea that he's going to be oh, it's 40 million next year because that's not going to happen. Do you know what? I agree with what uh, that person said as well. Like, if we don't get him now, I don't think we'll. Oh get yeah, him. I agree with what you're saying. Um, the, the only thing I was picking was the one of the things. I think we'll still be in a pandemic. That I think season. I wanted to bring up though is I think United were hoping that Sancho would force a move away. Mm. I think that they were hoping that they'd, that, you know, Sancho would start to kick off or something like that. And do you know what? I think it's brilliant that Sancho isn't that kind of character. I think it shows a yeah. lot about him that he's gone, I'm not going to force anything. This is the club that I'm with. I'm going to have to respect them. That, for me, makes me want him you know even what? more. It's, it's partly that and partly the fact that if you're contracted to a club for two more years mm. and then you go and say that, but they didn't, don't sell you, then you're basically fucked. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, 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 just, it's just not smart for him to say, yeah, I want to leave. Thank you for the super chat there, by the way. Can uh, you like Odin Wingy did at West Brom? Not yeah. that, is that <laughs> driving, if, San- yeah. if Sancho exactly. came out, he, as much as he'd want him and said, I want to come to United, mm. and don't want well, well, I'm not selling you. So you, what you're going to do is you're going to sit and rot for two years for the rest of your contract. But they wouldn't do that either, because that, that, that hurts them. Well, not if just like if they've got a player that's worth Some clubs are that vindictive. Nah, but Dortmund aren't. Dortmund just want cash. They're like a charity shop they just get stuff in that, <laughs> yeah. and then they sell it for way more money they, yeah. Dortmund no matter what unless Sancho you know set fire to something if, if he privately went to them and said I really want to go please let me go I'm handing an official transfer request next yeah. summer or next season like he's already scored from this season he's going to get him 20 goals 20 assists again they can't afford not to play someone who's that good because they'll get half the amount of money for him. But they just want money. I, I, I genuinely love that yeah. it's in his character not to be that kind of yeah. person as a lot of players nowadays, you know, would kick off and would moan and stuff. That makes me want him well, even more. Yeah, well, look at it. You mean, look at look at what happened with Ericsson at Spurs, where he yeah. said, I want a different challenge. And it took him six months extra to get that challenge. And by that point, he wasn't getting played. He wasn't quite on top form. And he ended up at Inter Milan. He mm. probably wanted to, he wanted to go to Madrid or even United, I think, was his, was his options. It's a PR damage at all yeah. as well. And it's not just that, that even look at Pogba now. Whilst Pogba's playing fantastic football there's still that thing with every single United fan I speak to that kind of goes well he said he wanted to leave so he's, he's shit mm. 
And I think that if mm. you're Jaden Sancho, he's, if he comes out and says, I'd like a new challenge even, and drops something like that in there, it would just... I just think it's a different something... club with a different dynamic. It's not the, I don't think it's the same situation. Pogba, in theory, is the saviour of Manchester United, come back to win us big trophies. Jaden Sancho is there to stay for a few years, increases his fee, go for a, a world record or a club record fee. And that's they're just different... They're not the same situation for each club, and there's not the same expectations at Dortmund as there is at Man United. There is. We bought something. we bought Pogba for eight for a, a Premier League record fee. Yeah. They got Sancho for what was it, six million? Well, there is something as well. Compensation. I don't think it's you know derogatory to say that Dortmund isn't a destination like United is. No. Dortmund is something that you go along the way. Mm. Whereas United, and they're the best at that. In fairness to them, so, but but, yeah. but with United. It's, it's somewhere that I think we all agree, we all at least have aspirations for top-level players mm. to go and spend the best part of their careers yeah. at. And yeah. Dortmund it's, isn't that, is no, it? No. Like, as good as Dortmund yeah. have been, they've won one trophy in the last nine years. Like, they, people talk about them like they're one of the best teams in Europe. They don't win anything. Think about, no. think about the players they've had as well. Yeah, incredible players. Uh, yeah. We've got a comment from Scott Wilson on Facebook as well. Thank you for that. He said, the buyback clause has to be at least two times what we bought him for the first season and 2.5 times for the second season. I agree, though, with no buyback, clo uh, buyback clauses uh, to a club like Real. Yeah, unless it's, uh, this, like you said, 100 million or whatever. The problem with that, though, yeah. something insane. I kind of understand what he's saying, but the problem with that is, let's say there was a buyback clause of two times what we paid for him. We pay 30 million for yeah. him. He ends up being class. And then uh, Real Madrid decide that they want to buy him back for 60 million. So we now need a left back, and every Everyone club knows, knows yeah, that we've got 60 million. million. Yeah. Well, guess what? Every guess left back's 80 getting, million. You're getting Andy Carroll for 35 million. Exactly. That's, that's what that situation well, was. Well, not just it, was the. Um, Bour there was, didn't um, Bournemouth, when Maguire got sold to, to, to us, Leicester went in for Ake. Mm. And uh, and Bournemouth went well. He's seventy five million quid. Yeah. And they kind of went well. Why? So well, you've just signed, got seventy five million quid. So why not? The same oh, thing. Yeah. The same things happening right now. Negotiation tactics, like, yeah. right well, there. Well, you know, it? you've got seventy five million quid. So that's how much the, it costs. The same thing happening right now with West Ham. They sold Diagana and they want uh, Tarkovsky and um, Burnley like fifty million. And West Ham are like, well, no, come on. Mm. Like, well, we, we know you've got, got 50 million. We know you need it. So yeah. go figure. And if we're going to replace him, that's how much it'll cost us. Yeah, exactly. So the, price of a, the, the price of anything is what somebody is willing to pay yeah. for it. And yeah. you're going to pay more if you need it. The thing is with Regalon is as much as I think he's a decent player from what I've seen of him, and I'm not mm. an expert, he's not a generational talent. He's not an Alfonso Davis or a no. Trent Alexander-Arnold. Mm. He's an upgrade on what we've got, probably. Mm. He's not going to be a world-class player. He'll just be a solid player for us. Why do we need to worry that Real Madrid are going to come in at some point and take him off us at any point during his career? We just don't need that shit. No, no. The last thing yeah. you need on top of, you know, like you said, buying a player is oh, he can leave at any time. It's just, as a lot of people have said on social media, it's basically 30 million for a loan, isn't it? Right. Is what we do. Yeah. It's like it is a loan, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it's thirty really? million loan, and if he's shit, you don't get any money back for him. If he's good, you haven't got your good left yeah. back anymore. Yeah. 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 Um, Stuart Lanny as well saying Thiago Reguilon Bale would be that good a window on top of Donny. Well, sorry, would that be a good window on top of Donny? My worry there is Thiago big money looking for his last big contract at the age of twenty nine. Mm. Gareth Bale is already on ridiculous money at Real Madrid. Um, Reguilon I would like, but the I would like Thiago or. I don't want Would Bale, you though? Because, because I'm, I, I'm not I'm not sold on Tiago. Um, I don't think no, I don't, a, it's, I don't think it's a necessity. Three. His quality is one of the world's best midfielders, undoubtedly, yeah. but I'm not sure he's an absolute necessity in a way that no. the kind of the axis is with our midfielder, the structure. I totally of, agree like, with so you. I don't think I don't but everyone seems really, really keen on it. I'm yeah. not, I'm not also, sure. He's gonna want like two seventy, two eighty, three hundred grand a week. Yeah. Which I don't think he's worth. I don't know whether it's that kind of in the fan base, it was that kind of that childish thing where Oh, Liverpool want to get him, so mm. we'll get him instead. <laughs> you mean example yeah. like Sanchez? You mean that thing yeah, that we like, did with Fred and Sanchez? Yeah. Yes, yeah. basically. At an actual elite, like yeah. Edward would love. Oh, and taking him half half so you can't have him. I totally agree with Ronaldo. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that Thiago is a beautiful player. I love watching him. He's amazing. Yeah. But we already have uh, Pogba mm -hmm. and uh, Bruno and, to an extent, Donny, who will all want to do a similar thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we're so if, if we bought Thiago, where's he sitting? Where's he mm. where's he going to be in the, that midfield? I, I don't understand what he's there for. I think I think he fits into the six a little bit better than any of them three do. I think yeah, he but could you play. Can't play all three of them. I don't think. 
I think he could. I think if anything, I think Bruno he Pogba does. Thiago. Yeah, I think he could. Just. just. I just don't think there's, there's enough head. fight in it. There's not enough energy. Thiago's never played in a system where he's the most combative in that system. He's no. always had. Was he, was he there when Jabby Alonso was there and, and Kimmich? Yeah. And Kimmich and no, but the played at centre mid. People are Retzka. People are going to say yeah. Javi Martinez. Yeah. As well, like listen, people are going to say Thiago's played a few CDM or played deep for Bayern and that, but it's different playing mm. yeah. holding mid for Bayern and in a league where they're pretty the much Premier miles league, better than every other opposition. It, when you come to, when you come to the Premier League and it's just it offers a little bit of a different challenge. I don't know if you can go into a lot of games, maybe no. against the lesser teams, but there's a lot of th- where you want trying to be tactically strong. You want to be mm. a bit robust. You're not going to be player midfield of Thiago, Bruno, and Pogba. It's a little bit, especially when you're when it's yeah. United as well. In the position United are in, we're yeah. a, a, a huge team that has fallen down the league, who are trying to yeah. fight back up with a certain set of, uh, you know, an ethos that we've we've sort of cultivated in the last eighteen months under Solskjaer. Yeah. Mm. I think. If you play, if he's going to City or some, you know, like I said at Bayern or a club where you're going to have a lot of the ball, you're expected to win a lot of games. You will win a lot of games. He'll look a certain way for them. But if he looks bad at United and he comes in that midfield and disrupts it and he's on twice as much as Bruno's on mm. and all these sorts of things, I could see that transfer going sour very quickly. But it's 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 a very good point what you said again, yeah. Ronaldo. That the way that he plays at Bayern Munich, mm. there's such a dominant force in German football that most of the time, their line is so high mm, when they're playing, because yeah. ju- they just crush teams. Their line is so high that even if he plays as a centre-defensive midfielder, he's still three-quarters of the way up the pitch, mm. because he's so high. Which I just feel like if you're, you, United won't be able to play like that, and if you play Thiago as a centre-defensive mid in a United formation, then mm. you're losing half of the things that make Thiago great, because he's, he's being played so far down the pitch. It yeah. doesn't work for me, it no. doesn't work. No. Uh, no, I agree. Um, before we go, then Shrey Capilla saying, uh, "Is Donny Van der Beek a panic transfer? What do you think, Ronaldo?" Not, I don't think he's a panic transfer because it's it's a name that's been hovering around the United radar for a while. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a panic transfer. It's not like it came out of the blue. No, it's a player that's been monitored by quite a few big clubs, and United was one of them. And it became Ambus- increasingly yeah. apparant, didn't it, toward the end of the season that we need an alternative to uh, Bruno Fernandes that can get goals and assists for us when he's yeah. not playing. It's like we were saying last week, um, nobody really talks about like the last three games of the season where Bruno was pretty shit not because he was ass. fucking knackered. Mm. Yeah. He was so tired. Now, Bruno, uh, uh, Donny coming in freshens up the whole team. Now, you only need to go back two years for United to have one creative attacking player, Pogba, and it was so easy for teams to just mark him out of the game. And all of a sudden, we were completely fucked. And you'd see it time and time again. We didn't know what to do. As soon as Bruno came in, huge difference, because you can't double up on Pogba like you used to, because Mm. you're leaving a player free now who will do serious damage. You get Van der Beek in there as well. That's creativity all over the centre of the pitch with three lethal attackers. I don't think it's a panic buy. I think there's an awful lot of... I I think it's clever, and I think it gives us an awful lot of depth. I think as well, I think that the one thing it shows is Pogba is not going to play this weekend. He's just literally got, he got, he's only just got back training after being tested positive for coronavirus and no one's panicking because you kind of go, a midfield three of Van der Beek, Fernandez, and Matic is still pretty Take good. It. Yeah, it's better it's still than the better. midfield we had at, for the first six months of last season, which was yeah. an out of form Matic, McTominay and, and Lingard or Pereira. It was Pereira Fred, and McTominay. And McTominay. And so yeah. that midfield now, even without Paul Pogba, is better than our midfield for most of last season like I said yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's what that's what it mm. does and it allows us to change different formations and the lad just looks class mm. just like there's, there's yeah. bits about him and you know I think I didn't realise he's six foot he's massive Six foot's massive. He's massive compared to what I thought. The bar is massive compared to you, lot. He um, does look small, doesn't he? Does he? he has small. a small nah. face. Nah, I, I thought, I thought his... watching him against Chelsea in the Champions League, he looked fairly big. I'm yeah. not sure. No, I didn't know that, but I was just thinking. Do, do, do you know what it is? It's his eyes. Do you know? Do you know when people have boggle eyes, like little boggly eyes like that that come out? It's because you imagine that they've been squashed down and they've sort of squeezed in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Little chap. Um, we've got another super chat from Yomi saying Thiago sitting deep in recycling possessions and letting PP and Bruno do what they do best <laughs> in the world I've, I have some pr- difficulties with calling Paul Pogba PP other than that I kind of see what you mean against certain teams 
but you know, but, if, you, if you put in, if we're up against Kante or teams that can rotate the ball and play through qu- quite quickly and who have a robust midfield, I think that. Team do you know what I think? I think that what what they're saying there makes sense when we have possession. Yeah. But when we don't have possession, let's be real. Who's winning the ball back? Yeah. There. And in, do you and know what just, I mean? I not just sitting not really deep. But, that, and exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, now at Bayern Munich, he can recycle possession all he wants because Bayern are going to get 70 percent mm. possession yes. against every team. United will very seldom register over 55% possession mm. against most teams because we like to play counter-attack anyway. Yeah, we, it's, we've it's, pretty much changed our style. It's that fast-flowing kind uh, of... Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's good not, to watch, but it doesn't really suit so, me. Like totally. So I, I, I get what this person's saying. Yeah. It, it makes sense on paper, but when he's not around, mm. when, when, when we don't have the ball, I don't get who's winning it back for us there. It yeah. looks lightweight in defence. Yes, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, right, that's going to be all from us for now. Thank you very much for coming on, Ronaldo. Thank you very much for coming on, Freddie. Great to have you on. Thank We're you. going to be releasing a video at the weekend with Freddie, looking a little bit about how it is to be a, you know, a transfer tactician on on social media. And you've got a YouTube it, channel as well, haven't you? Yeah. There you go. Oh, massive! <laughs> my my uh, YouTube subs channel. Oh, going to be great. No, no. <laughs> but it will be soon. Make sure you subscribe to Freddie Quinn Comedy on YouTube. Is that correct? YouTube.com forward slash Freddie Quinn Comedy. I am putting out some bio. stuff. Super, like literally within the next couple of weeks. Been filming, yeah. So we've been filming comedy during the lockdown and stuff, um, and we've been filming it in loads of random locations, barns, uh, gardens, bloody uh, building sites, all over. Crazy yeah. shit, right? Some of it massively illegal, but we'll deal with that problem when we come to it. Uh, and you can you watch might as well, it. You might as well incriminate yourself. Massively illegal, allegedly. Yeah, did, did yeah. you stand up in a care home? They all died, but fuck it. Um, <laughs> so if you want to see that, go on Freddie's YouTube channel. We're going to be back tonight at nine o'clock for yeah. the transfer show. That last thing you said was a joke. It was a joke, <laughs> sorry, a joke. just to sorry. clarify. Wait, you didn't even say anything. Thank you very much for joining us at home. Like I said, we're going to be back at nine o'clock for the transfer show live. So we're going to be bringing you all the latest transfer news in that. Alex, I didn't say thank you too, so thanks for coming Cheers, on, mate. mate. Thank you for joining us at home, and we'll see you in a bit. Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.